Don't take it personal. Today in today's business breakthrough, I sat down with Dave Cole and we talked about pricing and we talked about sales and we talked about marketing. And it's like, oh man, the investor mindset, right? Don't take it personal. Do not take it personal. You're going to love this episode. If you're wanting to elevate your sales, your marketing, all the above, this is the episode for you. Tune in, listen twice. You're awesome. Thanks for listening to this. Business Breakthrough starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Dave Cole of Coastal Painting. What is it, Coastal Painting and more? Coastal Painting Associates Corp. Man. I know, it's a mouthful. I love that, but it's official. (laughs) So, Dave, you know, you and I have chatted a little bit. Uh, You came in. We did a demo of Drip Jobs. You're now a user, which I appreciate. Um, And you were just telling me how much you love it. So, thank you for that. What are we here for, man? Let's talk about your business. I want to know a little bit more about the structure. Um, so from what I understand, is it just you by yourself? Do you have a couple so, of team members? What does that look like? I've got a really fleshed out team. There's a CEO, which is me, and there's a janitor, which is me. So that's pretty much it. I've got a part-time project manager. Um, she's somebody that has run her own business and is a DIY person and just kind of like my best friend in town. So she's there when I need her. My my business has been fortunate to, I've structured everything as subcontractors. So I flex with the business. If I get crazy and busy and I need her, I can pull her on. How many subcontractor teams do you have? I've got four teams. Typically though, I'm using one or another, you know, I'm not running all four at once. How many jobs are you doing per week? On a good month, I'm doing two a week. Just two um, a week? Yeah. So you I'm, keep it relatively small, but you're doing some of the work. It keeps me relatively small. I would like it right. to be much bigger. Right. And are you yeah. doing, are you actually physically doing the no, work? No, I'm not no longer physically doing work. Okay. So you'll find a job, sell it to one of your sub crews, keep it light, you know, have them do it, oversee it. So you've kind of have a good little system going here. Yeah. I mean, basically our project management is, these are big boys, you know, and they can, they can run their own crew. We just need to be there for quality control. And I've maintained um, the purchasing on our end. So we we buy the paint. So I don't have any questions about paint used. because I Yeah, I like my, that. Yeah, I, I just don't want to leave that. What percentage do they get? They're typically getting, um, and it's a broad range because it depends on the contractor, but anywhere from 35% up to maybe 60. Okay. Um, sure. the, the guy that is 60 is... He, he's a rock star. He's lights out. He, he is a guy, if I've got a difficult customer, I've got one, in fact, I'm going to visit today where it's all ceiling repairs and ceiling paints. The, um, the client is a nuclear physicist and he treats his home like it's a nuclear power plant. <laughs> so, so, you know, you don't want to go to work for a guy like that who is going to watch every move you make and every right. product you use. And I mean, everything about it is going to be right in front of him. Uh, with you got to treat a guy like that with care yeah yeah and I, I i can attest to that and i love that so you have a good arsenal of uh of, of of teammates in other words that you can dispatch so 
you know, you called this meeting. So tell me where you are in terms of what you're wanting to improve. What can I be of assistance? So my areas of frustration and this, my company is six years old. Um, I've been pretty steady every year. I'm in Houston. So, you know, weather's, I shouldn't say weather's not an issue, but we don't have a, we don't have an off season. Um, we have hurricane season and we have, you know, if it rains, sometimes it rains here for two weeks. So, I mean, that can affect work, but it, everybody's in the same game. So we're, you know, we're all working around that. Um, but having said that, I probably keep my, at least a crew busy about 50 weeks a year. Um, I would like to have two crews busy 52 weeks a year. So I'm a long way from where I'd like to be. But my biggest frustration has been lack of a steady flow of qualified leads. I have tried very nearly everything I know of. Um, I'm just now hooked up with Pathfinder and working on the SEO with another guy. Um, and I had already been hooked up with a guy that's just started working on Facebook ads for me. But I had tried paid leads on at least a half a dozen different you know, sites. Um, there was a time when those worked for me well, when I was, it was early in my company history. We didn't really have any, any kind of uh, repertoire to share with people. We didn't have references. We didn't have anything, you know. It, <clears throat> so when I started out, that was a good source for new work. Um, however, also at that time, I really didn't know how to price and I underpriced a lot of jobs. So I got work. Um, did I really make money? I don't think so. Not that first year for sure. But after that, um, once I started to have references and I was able to adjust my rates to actually make money, things were a little better. I started to ease off on the leads that I was paying for. And over time, I've just, um, honestly, All right, they, well, there's a couple of things here. I mean, the first thing is, is I like that you hired two really good people that I like and, and trust and, uh, value. Um, so that's, that's helpful. You're, you're getting a stream, right? I always tell people that leads are, it's almost like the water that goes through the pipes, man. I mean, you need to have it. If it's not steadily dripping in there and flowing in there at any time and, and you know, for better or for worse, man. I mean, it's not like when the, the time where you need to hustle more than ever is actually the time where you're the busiest because what I've learned in business is this thing is it's up and down, man. The momentum of when it's weird. It's just like, that's how it is. I think, you know, we're just all connected where you're going to have a, a rock star month. And then guess what? The next month it tapers down. Lead flow should continue no matter what. Um, make sure that we lock that in as one of your gold star principles of how you're going to operate from here forward. Second thing is, is that you got to identify yourself as an investor rather than a business owner. Right. And what, that's what you're doing, man. You're at a, you're, you've made a complete 180. You're investing in marketing, you're investing in good software. You're preparing for the growth. The third thing I want you to understand is this, this is a mindset shift. Leads are just people. That's it. They're just people. And, and people have a few different things about them. Number one intent, right? So by buyer's intent, that means, how motivated are they to actually stroke the pen, right? right. Follow me here. Yeah. That intent is different based on where that lead comes from. I'm going to quiz you real quick because I'm pretty sure you're well-versed in this. Somebody go, and I want you to rate this intent one to 10. Somebody goes on Google, types in the following keyword, painters near me, scrolls through Google, goes to the map, finds a company like yours with a good rating 
calls, you answer the phone. What's the buyer intent? One to 10, 10 being uh, they're ready to strike the check. Uh, probably an eight, probably an eight. I'd say that's fair. Good, good call. Second lead. They're scrolling on Facebook. They see a before and after photo of a house that's getting painted. They stop their scrolling. They just got done looking at their, their aunts and uncles picture before that. They're just leisurely scrolling. And it says, Hey everyone, my name is Dave Cole. We're a local painting contractor. This is our recent before and after. If you'd like a free quote to see what it would cost to paint your house, please click this button below. They click the button, go through the prompts. Buyer intent, one to 10. Uh, they go through the prompts. They go through the prompts they, they, just they go because prompts. it said they go through the prompts and they submit their information. Buyer oh, intent, one to 10. Maybe a five. Maybe a five. I'd, I'd say it's like a three. I'd say it's like a three because let's go even further. The, the buying process of somebody that wants their house painted is, and, and this is really the buying process of anything. I'm actually going to mess with you a little bit because you bought drip jobs. What you did before you purchased drip jobs is you identified that there was a issue, okay, in your current processes, whatever that was. You sought out a solution for that issue. And between the time that you found the issue and were seeking to, to find the solution to that issue, you worked up some sort of budget that you would spend on finding the issue. If I told you the drip jobs was $10,000, you would probably say no, because you know and are aware of that software solutions usually don't exceed 300 bucks a month. So there's a certain threshold that you had that you were not willing to go over and you also had a certain threshold that you would not pay under because, you know, that's a little weird if it were $5 a month, right? Right. So in your brain, you can't, you came up with a budget and then you agreed with yourself. I am okay with spending this amount of money. Okay. Then from there, you sought out the solution. You were sold on the solution. You move forward the solution. Now you're a believer of the solution. You're a happy customer. The people on Facebook don't go through that. Okay. They don't especially if they're being surprised with an image, really, they kind of just pick up at the point of desire. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's reactive. Yeah. It's reactive. They're at, now it's a desire. Okay. Desire is not strong enough to, to usually push the needle, especially with high performing contractors like ourselves who require a high dollar to move forward. Okay. So Facebook leads need to be treated a little bit different than what? Google leads. Right. Why? Because the Facebook leads haven't went through that process of identifying that they need the service rather than they want the service. That'd be nice to have. I'd like to see my house a different color. Okay. Google people are more ready to buy because they've already done the hard work. Right. They've already went through it mentally. They already know they've come up with a budget. Your job is to to find out what that budget is and add to it by building more value and creating more of a need. Okay. But we got to convert the people from Facebook from desire to need. Does that make sense? Yep. So the reason why I'm saying this is because if you're playing this game of Facebook leads, it's very important for you to understand this concept because I don't want you to go in disappointed. It's very, very important. Okay. One mistake people make with Facebook leads is that they don't go out to the estimate and do a 
do a do a do an, an actual formal estimate. And when they're at the estimate, they're not in the mindset of I'm dealing with a desire individual. I need to convert the desire to a need. How do you do that? Well, if someone needs their house painted, you're focusing on damage. You're looking for it. You're focusing in your sales process on, although yes, it would look pretty to pay for this house to get painted and change the color. You have rotting boards back here. There's some cracking going on. Your windows have never been caulked. The paint that you're getting is not just to change the color, sweetheart. It's actually to protect your house from moisture, from damage. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. So again, you're getting ready to get an influx of Facebook leads. If you don't understand how to convert them from a desire to a need, then you could be hurting your, your sales ratio when it comes to converting those leads. Again, understanding intent is very, very important. Understanding what your what the buying thought process of your buyers is very, very important for when it comes to that estimate. Now, in terms of estimates, once we align everyone to a need, because it is a need, painting is a need in most cases. Now, when you're refinishing cabinets, is that a need? No, you got to have a different process for that. But typically exterior painting and interior painting, you can find some need, durability, you know, just cl overall cleanliness, you know, washability on the inside, exterior is going to be rotting, um, fading, further damage if it doesn't get taken care of. Okay. So we want to align those things. We want to educate our customers in that way. But you said to me that for you, you've had all these leads in the past and you just having trouble converting them. Everything starts with that initial interaction, that phone call, setting the expectations. So have you done any of that before when you've gotten that lead? And when you've gotten that lead, I want you to also understand that speed is important, right? That's part of why you have drip jobs. They're going to get a text message and an email instantly. Let's talk about it real quick. And then I'll let you kind of give me some feedback. So the Facebook lead, let's go through their buying process. They're scrolling on Facebook. When they see that photo that Eric does a good job of putting out there, that, that ad, okay? Excitement is at level 10 for about 10 minutes, <laughs> okay? They haven't had time to process. Hold on a second. I got to get someone to come out to my house. I got to find a date for them to do that. I've got to think about how much I'm going to spend on it. I just told so-and-so that I'm going to be buying this. So that's going to hurt my budget. All these thoughts happen. After about 10 minutes, if you're not on it, if you don't give them some next step to get them to commit, then they're at about a seven. If you wait an hour, probably about a five. If you wait to the next day, they're at a, they're at a one. And people will get frustrated, Dave. They'll say, I just got all these leads on Facebook. And now, I'm at a, now, now they're not responding or they don't want me to come out for an estimate or they're no good. Well, part of drip jobs, what Eric is going to do, it's going to send them an automated message with a, with a booking link in it. And that booking link gets them to commit, commit to a date and a time. They put in their address. At that point, it's money, money in the bank because they have committed to you coming over. Okay. Now you can't rely on automation always. You need to call. Calling is the key within the first few, few minutes if you can. Okay. That phone call, you need to have what I just told you in mind, okay? So, hey, you just reached us on Facebook first. I wanted to say, did you love the colors you saw? You're playing on the desire. When you get there, that's when you bring in the need. Does that make sense? Yep. I saw you, you commented on that photo. That's an awesome picture. <laughs> You're going to love the colors. What color is your house? Oh, it's green. Oh, my gosh. We have a decorator. We send her over. She's going to do a great job. I'm going to be actually in your area next week uh, or maybe even tomorrow. What time works best for you? I prefer afternoons, but if you need me to come in the morning, 
that works. Sales starts right there. That's that's selling right there. You're selling an estimate, dude. You are literally selling an estimate to these leads. And don't ever think of it. If anything else, you are selling that estimate, just like you're selling a paint job. That's yep. a, that's the first sale is getting them to commit, not only commit, be excited about the commitment. And again, somebody on Google doesn't need to be nurtured like that in the beginning. Someone on Facebook does. It's different. Okay. So what do you think about that, man? Was some of that helpful? I would, I would love to have that experience. I've never yet in my life had anybody contact me in any way, any real way on Facebook. That's the truth. Well, you're going to because well, that's what I'm, I'm preparing <laughs> you for. Bring I'm, it, man. I'm preparing you so for I, what's I'm, happening. I'm glad to hear you say that about Eric setting up the automated. So I haven't really gone through the the um my initiation with uh with Pathfinder, but I don't understand yet how they work. But you're saying that there's automated. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I'll, I'll walk through because I know I, I I we do this all day. So Eric's going to put out a post for you on Facebook. Okay. That's an ad. It has a call to action. It has, it, it, it's, it's designed to get them to, to click a button. That button is a send message button. Customer's going to go through the prompts of whatever questions he sets up. Typically it's getting their information. We already have their name because Facebook has that. So we don't have to ask them that, but we need their phone number or their email. As soon as they put in one of those things, it connects directly to drip jobs. The system takes the information, puts it in the drip jobs. The customer gets a text message within seconds. That text message says, hey, we received your request. Click here to choose a date and a time for your estimate within seconds. So again, capitalizing on the emotion right there. They can book their appointment right there. Okay. At that point, you get a notification that you have a new appointment. My suggestion is once you get that, you call just to get them to know you, you're, you're nurturing that individual up into the point where when you walk through the door, the expectations are set. You understand that they're a desire-based individual because really they're looking at appeal and, and, and people usually don't wait for a Facebook ad to come across their Facebook page when it's something that's of high need. Chances are most people don't look at houses the way we do as contractors. So most of them need to be educated on the need. And if it hasn't been painted in seven to 10 years, Chances are there's a need there. We'll find something cracking, fading, rotting. We want to stack the deck so they can justify the investment. The average consumer can't really justify spending thousands of dollars to change the color. Would you agree? I agree. So stop playing that game of when I get there, this is about painting your house rather than your job as a salesperson is to build value in a way to help them justify the expense through your expertise. And obviously by default, what that does is it builds trust. Right. Right. Okay. So when you get these Facebook leads, now, you know what the game is, right? Because if you were to get them and not understand this concept to 100% full capacity, then you're going to be disappointed because remember, we, we always want to reverse engineer the thought process of the people that buy from us. And then right. when we do that, we can not only align our marketing to that, we can align our sales to that. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, there, there's uh, there's a lot of experiences I've had that validate what you just said. I, one of my best and um, highest paying repeat customers um, has never, because he said this to me multiple times, he has never let go of the impression I made on him because he contacted me. Um, and I honestly can't remember whether it was a text or, um, or what, probably was a text and asked me if I could do an estimate when it was on a Sunday and I was there within two hours. 
And the guy was like, just impressed that I was on it. I was hungry. I was ready yep. to do the work. I had a crew available. I uh, gave him some ballpark numbers. And then I backed that up in writing uh, with numbers that were very, very close to what I had said. Uh, so I didn't deviate, you know, and I've done some great work for this guy. He's awesome. And, and he's paying top dollar. Model customer. And you got to realize not everyone is going to have that level of awareness. Typically, that level of awareness comes from a bad experience. So mm -hmm. he had a poor experience and maybe had to fight to contact his contractor before, or maybe felt like he was ripped off or whatever. And when you came, he said, this is different. I like this. I'm going to invest in this right. because what that's really the investment that people make in great contractors is the investment of peace of mind. And most people justify that investment because the stress is worth <laughs> the stress of dealing with someone that doesn't have that same level of, of, of trust and what you've built in terms of professionalism, the cost is way more, you yeah. know? So again, identifying what the motivation really is, and then converting that motivation to a need is going to give you the best possible outcome to close the deal. Let's talk about your sales process, Dave. Let's say best case scenario, you get a Facebook lead. They come in, you do exactly what I told you. You identified that there was a desire. You play on that desire in a good way. You want them to be excited about the change, but you know, when they see your price, <laughs> that change might not be justifiable. And then they're going to start looking for more estimates, right? Cause they're, and you created that, right? You, you, right. now they're going and getting more estimates, right? Because of you. Um, so essentially what happens is, um, what we want to do is we want to obviously identify that, right? So let's say best case scenario, you get to the door, you do everything I told you, you identify that there's a need. Walk me through how you go about it. Let's say we're quoting a full exterior, top to bottom, soffits, fascia, gutters, stucco walls, tram doors, all the above. Tell me what your, your next steps are. After that? After that. Well, so, so let me back up though. When I get there, I typically establish rapport is the very first thing I do. Sure. So we have a kind of, if you will, kind of a casual conversation about what the project is and why are we doing this, right? Uh, then we do what you just said, do the walk around, uh, take a look at up close at any damage or, or areas of concern. Um, then I go back and I kind of explain to them briefly what my process is, which in the last week, of course, has changed and is much improved. But because of drip jobs, it's so much more streamlined. Um, but I like to prepare them for what's coming next, ask them uh, what they're thinking about in terms of timing. Uh, talk, I like to talk to them about paint, uh, <clears throat> quality of paint. And I guess at that point, I kind of let it, if, if there's anything more to talk about, I just kind of let it I naturally roll, occur. I roll with it. Yeah, until, until there's just a good point to close. And then I I take off and I do my thing and get the estimate back to them. I don't do estimates on the spot. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent opposed to it, but I'm being brutally honest here. I'm the guy that will make a mistake. If I do that, I will, I will tend to think I can do something faster or less expensive than I can. And when I get back to my desk, I go crap. Well, let uh, me ask you a question. What is your goal as a business owner? What are you trying to accomplish here? You know, you're, you're making uh you know, you're, you're, you're making a lot of, uh, a lot of business decisions, uh, that, that are gearing you up for growth. Um, what, I mean, what is your goal here? My goal is to grow this business consistently to a point and, and to remove myself from the process, honestly. Right. I mean, How do you get to that goal? I have to build a team to do what I do and I have right. to 
be able to be at a level of revenue that I can sustain that. And how do you, and how do you, how do you practice on jobs? You have to have jobs to practice on. And how do you have jobs to practice on? You have to sell jobs. And how do you sell jobs? You have to convert leads quickly, right? right. We don't have the luxury if we're in a growth phase to war game pricing, okay? You are well-seasoned enough at this point, Dave, where you can come up with pricing without messing it up. I mean, I can't even accept that from you because I know that you're seasoned. And I know that I think partially what you're worried about is, is losing out on money. And I guarantee you've never lost money on a job ever. Partially probably because you're very careful when you estimate. But what I'm trying to help you understand is that with what you're doing and the investment that you're making in this marketing, on-the-spot sales is not optional. You've got to have this muscle. You know why else you want to have this muscle? Because if you don't have this muscle, you can't teach it. In other words, when it's time for you to get out of the production and the operations and you want to bring on a salesperson, how are you going to teach them to, to sell jobs on the spot? If you haven't went through the channels of doing it, right? Part of what you're going to get in my course that I just gave you is on the spot sales. But the reason people don't do it, and, and I want to also hit on something. You just told me that when you get to the house, you're building rapport. You're educating the customer. You're teaching them about paints and process. And you're, and you're really trying to, trying to make it to where they trust you. And you build up all this momentum. I want to give you an example. You're a car salesman. You work at a dealership. Customer walks up to you and you build rapport. You sit in the car with them. You find them the perfect vehicle, man. I mean, they're, they're loving it. They're driving the vehicle, the wind's blowing in their face, Bluetooth is on, you connect their phone, they're playing their country music. You're talking about kids and family and you're doing what you do as a good person, not only that, but as a salesperson. I mean, you do this for about a half an hour of your time and you're doing a great job at it. Customer's so happy. And then what happens is, is that you guys walk up to the dealership and then what you do is you shake their hand and say, this has been fun. Have a good day. I'll get you your price tomorrow. Yeah, right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. They're as excited as they're ever going to be. When you leave someone's house, they forget 90% of what you said. I do. Then they get a text message. And then the kids come home and then the husband comes home and they, she can't relate. I mean, you are missing out on so much opportunity by not doing on the spot sales that it would make your head spin if you really knew what, what you could, what you could do. Well, I mean, as I'm prepared for it. I mean, what I mean by that is, I mean, I've got my tablet, I've got my drip jobs, I've, I've got everything fleshed out in drip jobs. So I've just kind of right. got to fill in the blank. What you need right. to do is you need to, in other words, like what I'm trying to help you understand is you need to look at pricing as, as what it really is. It's just a number, man. It's just a number. Yeah. Well, and you I, know what? It, being perfect in pricing doesn't exist. Well, my name is Dave and I'm a grateful recovering overthinker. <laughs> don't overthink yeah, i'm gonna tell you how to price it. the house just, it's, it's, so 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 listen you are experienced enough to know if you looked at any house you could tell me within five gallons how much paint it's going to need yes yeah all right cool so we just wiped out 50 percent of the estimating process right there yes yeah all right cool so you know your subcontractors pretty well and i guarantee you if you look at a house you could determine how much time it would take them to do the job yep that's the other 50% of the pricing process right there. Based on that time, you identify how much it would cost 
you to pay them to do the job based on some sort of predetermined agreement of how much time versus how much cost, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at a house and you say it's going to be 10 gallons of paint, 500 bucks, and you look at the house and you say it's going to take this guy two days, 1500 bucks, what are your costs on that job? Two grand, correct? Right. Okay. From there, Dave, you could walk into that house and sell the job to the customer for $2,001. And you would make $1, correct? Right. Okay. So right then and there, it's just a matter of you identifying from that point forward how much money you want to make. And that should fluctuate based on supply and demand. So if you really need work and you have nothing scheduled for the next three weeks, you should probably sell that job for 2,500 bucks, make 500, move on to the next one. Keep your guys busy. Keep the system going, right? Right. Okay. But if you're busy and things are booming, ideally as a painting contractor, we want to be at 50%, correct? Right. So then what price would you sell it for? 4,000. 4,000. Now the customer, you present that price to the customer, Dave. Present me the price. Say, mister, your price is going to be four grand. Mister, your price is going to be $4,000 to paint this Okay. Price. Perfect. Uh, Dave, the price is uh, a little higher than what I thought it would be. What were you expecting? I was expecting around three grand for the job. Well, it's slightly more than that because of the quality of work that we present. We're well credentialed. You can check us out on Better Business Bureau. I've got plenty of references. We're insured. We're on time. My guys do a great, fantastic job. You'll love the work. And I'll give you a five-year guarantee. I mean, I've gotten a couple of quotes earlier. I mean, I, I've no doubt that you're going to do great work, but it's a budget thing for me. And it's nothing personal, Dave. You know, I, I mean, I got a quote earlier for 2,800 and another one for 27 and you're at four, you know, I want to work with you, Dave, but uh, you know, I, I was expecting at least, you know, three grand at the most. Yeah. You want me to be honest with you, Tanner? <laughs> sure. Not the job for me. I just, honestly, when somebody starts, if that's their thing is money. I just, I'm not there, man. Wrong move. You're already making a thousand dollars at three grand. You already know that that's the mindset you need to have. You, you can't be taking this personal people take this way too personal. Okay. It's a job. Move on to the next one, make the money and move on. You need as many jobs as you can right there. I could tell that you're just going to leave that opportunity. You paid for that opportunity through your marketing. You need to convert that opportunity. Stop taking it personal. That's a thousand dollar profit right there at three grand. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know what you need to do? You say, listen, I don't normally do this. And I like your job and I want your job. And I can understand that comparing us to other contractors. And even so, hopefully, you know that I'm a little bit different. And I know that you also know that being a little bit different requires paying a little bit more. Would you agree? Loosen them up a bit. Say, listen, here's, here's my offer. If you allow me to earn your business today, I'll do it for $3,500. And reach out your hand. Okay. Because you know, at $3,500, you're making a 40% margin, Dave. Yeah. No, you know, Tanner, I think my issue is less, maybe some of it's that I take it personal, but it's, it's finding the words that you just used. I don't reps, have that. I, reps, I reps, reps, yeah, yeah, I just and don't confidence, it. but it's also the confidence, Dave, you got to know your, if you know, if you know what your costs are, anything above that, you could sell the job for bro anything. It's a matter of, do you need the job? And if the right. answer is yes, you sell it for whatever is above profit. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And if you want the job, in other words, it's one of the ones that full interior, the best ones, empty house. That's when you want to, you want to fills the schedule for a sub, 
right? Keeps them busy. Boom. You know, neck onto the next one. That's the mindset. Lock it in onto the next one. You're going to hit your home runs, Dave. I have no doubt about it because the leverage that you'll carry with you is going to be greater than the leverage that the customer has when your schedule is empty, right? So this is a game of balance. And I'm not saying that, yes, I'm not saying that to cut your prices. That is not what I teach in sales. But what I'm teaching you is a growth principle that when you have teams and you have people to keep busy, you need this tool belt of negotiation in your pocket because it will sustain you during the tough times and it will sustain you during a growth period. You want ROI on your marketing. You don't want to let, right. Yeah. I think you've identified the weakness, right? So there's a, there's a lack of confidence I have in myself to be able to um, articulate that as well as you just did. So I need to get to that place. Well, you need, you need practice. It's not a lack of confidence in yourself. I like everyone. No one wants to be in an awkward confrontational situation, but I'm not seeing it as that I'm seeing it as two people need to come to a mutual agreement. That's it. And he has a budget and I respect that budget because maybe he spoke about it with a significant other. And maybe they really did look at it like, Hey, this is what we can afford. This is what we're spending. And I have to respect that. Okay. I get that. Most people base their budget off of other estimates, which I understand as well. I mean, I, I don't take this personally. Okay. But what I will do is I will capitalize on an opportunity to make $1,500 when the alternative is nothing. And then I have to find another job. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be like, all right, well, you know what you say three grand, let's do it. Now, if I need the work, Dave, of course, I'm going to do it. It's a thousand bucks. Move on to the next one. I got my ROI on that Facebook lead that I just paid for. Okay. Let's, let's lock it in. That's another rep. That's it. Hey, I did pretty good there. I asked, I asked what their budget was. And then when he told me I didn't leave, right. Mm -hmm. I stayed there and I learned and that felt good. And then guess what you're going to learn, man. You're going to learn that you might not go to 500 bucks. You might say, you know what, listen, I don't normally do this. And hopefully by now you trust me enough to know that you're going to get every bit of the dollars that, that you spend. I'll tell you what, a pressure wash your roof free of charge if you move forward with me at this price. See? So now you're using a value proposition instead of taking money off. You might get that roof pressure wash for 250 bucks. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it you know, it's all about everyone who agrees to any price in any sales scenario when they agree, they feel as though they are getting the better of the deal. Yes? Mhm. In any scenario, they feel as though no one ever goes into an agreement thinking that that they're getting less value than what they're giving. No one has ever done that in history of mankind. So if we know that, our job is to make them feel as though they're getting more value. And typically when it comes down to the, the price, it's even. I told you four grand for your paint job. You told me three grand. He doesn't feel like he's getting the value of which he's paying when you tell him four grand. How do I change that? Do him a favor, offer value, whether it's money or a value proposition. Now he's up one, I'm down one, which is fine with me because I'm still profitable. He doesn't know that. Are you locking that in, man? Yeah, I'm getting it. You getting it? I'm getting it. Don't be afraid of that. You need reps. It's just practice. It's just practice. And, and you might go in there, you might fall on your face. That's okay. Learn from it, right? But this all comes down to confidence in your pricing. Again, I just identified how easy pricing is. How much paint, how much labor, how much does labor cost? Great, that's your baseline. Sell it for $1 more if you have to. 
From there, give a price. Typically always start at that 50%. If they give you backlash in that moment, that's where you get creative. Now you might fall on your face and knock off a thousand dollars, you know, and be like, all right, next time I'm not doing that. Next time I'm going to say, Hey, listen, I don't normally do this, but I want this job. I'm the right guy for this job. I'm willing to work with you. If I lower my price to X amount, will you allow me to earn your business today? That's it. And you, and you're silent dude. And you let them think about it. And I've sold jobs left and right because of that. How can you do that if you send an email to somebody? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. How can you do it? And you're waiting for them. And then, and then there's no emotion there that you don't get to read what they're thinking or yep. you, don't, you don't get any of that, man. Nothing can replace on-the-spot sales ever. Remember that. You get to a point where you're loaded with work and leads come in every day like I am now. Dude, I don't even need to do it. But guess what? When that schedule is slim, guess what I'm out there doing? Right on the spot, buddy. Cool. You fired up? I'm ready to rock, man. <laughs> you want to go out there and get one now? Any other questions, man? What can, what can, what can I, uh, we got a few more minutes, man. Anything else I can hit on? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm in pretty good. I kind of got a full plate, you know, just getting my head wrapped around all this stuff. Yeah. Well, but, this will be on the podcast if you want to listen to it again. Um, you know, it's, I, I feel like you're, you're entering into a new realm of business and you need to be equipped. You need to understand that after somebody presents you with a lead, that's on you. Right. What you do with that lead is up to you. Their job is to just get you somebody of interest. So it's not their fault. How, you, how well you confer. If somebody gives me and you a lead, we're going to convert them differently. That's the reality of it, right? You need reps. You need to understand intent. You need to understand how you capitalize on intent. And when you're in there, you need to understand that the best time to sell is at that moment. Remember the car sales analogy. No car salesman has ever done that in the history of car sales ever. And there's a good reason why, because they know the moment you leave the dealership, you will never be as excited as you were when you were smelling the smell of that new car, playing the music in that new car, that music and that smell analogy is what you do when you build that, that great rapport and you build that trust and you build that, that poise that you carry. It'll never be the same. Yeah. Take advantage of it. So I got for you, man. Hope that charged you up. You ever want to come back on here? Next step, man, after you get some, get your feet wet and we'll refine it, man. That's what, it, that's, that's what we can do. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Good luck. Keep awesome. me updated. All right. Okay, bud. All right, brother. See you later. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome Drip Job users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what Drip Jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around, and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about Drip Jobs for his business. What's up, everyone? I'm here with my good friend, Danny V., uh, Atlanta. Um, him and I shared some uh, good time at the PCA Expo, but uh, we've been friends before that. He actually uh, came on a business breakthrough at one point in time. Uh, we went over sales and some other other good things. Um, he is a very, very uh, professional at this point, Drip Jobs user. You've been using it now for about six, seven months, um, and you've, you've agreed to do this little spotlight. And this is really just to showcase you know what it is really it's a direct help for me so i can continue to you know get drip jobs as many people hands as possible bro so tell me before you signed up man what was the apprehension 
Um, and did drip jobs exceed your expectations? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I, I didn't have any type of system, any type of uh, software. So I had no idea what to expect, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, I was just like, hey, um, when I when I read about it, when I heard you talking about it um, through, uh, you know, podcast or through through the group, you know, on Facebook, I was just like, you know, maybe I need to give it a I give it a try. Let me let me try to see what it's all about and if it's worth my investment. So, uh, you know, I just kind of took that leap, man. And I was like, let's go. Let's do it now. In retrospect, that was a good question. But now when you look, when you look back, you know, uh, and, and what's going on now, would you say that it's been worth the investment? Oh, man, it's, it's absolutely, man. I mean, without a <laughs> doubt, it that, I, like I always say, it, it, it totally changed um, the way, it changed my life, the business, um, and the way I do things. Um, the face of the company, you know, looks more professional. Um, keeping everything in, uh, you know, structured, um, organization, yeah. uh, and, and so, you know, just so, uh, it's a friendly user, man. It's easy to use once you get the hang of it. And after that is, hey. you know, it's just easy. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> cake, man. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. And, and, and I mean, I just so much I can say, man, I definitely encourage people to 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 really invest in him it's a really really good investment for your business let me ask you this has it helped you sell more jobs oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah um i so there's a few things that i um that i learned i catch a few things from you as well um so before uh before i got drip jobs i was doing quotes when i got home after a long day of work and now I don't leave the homeowner's uh, house. There you go. With, without me finishing that quote and presenting it to them and potentially selling it. Um, so now I don't come home I love looking that. into doing quotes. So I would say that was one of my biggest things. And I and 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 and, and man, it, it dreaded on me. I'm like, man, I gotta go home and do these quotes. Now it's just like I enjoy doing quotes on the spot. I got <laughs> drip jobs. You know what I mean? It's gonna take me 15, 20 minutes. Do this quote and let's sell it. And, I don't and the have customers love customers love that, don't they? Oh, absolutely. They're Even like, if it's oh, a high price, but they just love the idea. Like when you tell them, like, oh, I'm gonna go in the car and work up your quote for you. They're like, Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They were they were like. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'll be right back. I'm just getting in my truck, work the quote out. We're going to discuss it. And I've been able to get more jobs, definitely uh, selling them on the spot. hundred percent. It's going to happen. So we wanted to make it. So do you have people, are you using it on the iPad when you do it? So I always carry, for some reason, I always carry my Mac to do, <laughs> That's to good. do it while I'm doing it on in my truck. And then I'll take my, my iPad with me and have them sign on there Love that. and yeah. whatnot. So I use both of them. That's yeah. good, man. So yeah. last part of this, man, you know, dude, thank you first for, for showcasing the value. But if you hear, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I just, you know, I can't see paying $147 a month for software, right? Like to the average 
consumer in comparison to like Joyce, which is like cheap as dirt, you know, and some of the other things, what would you say to that person about the 147? Man, if to look at it from my perspective, I would be like, hey, man, look at 147 divided by how many jobs you get in the month. <laughs> and before you know it, it's just like, okay, 10 bucks. This goes 10 bucks towards drip jobs. And before you know it, I mean, it's paid within the month. And I mean, literally, you if, or if you want to count one job, you can pay with one job, you can pay drip jobs. Well, honest honestly, if it's a good size job, you could pay for drip jobs for three years. <laughs> there you uh, go. You know, yeah. if, if, if drip jobs picked up a job that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten through maybe an automated message that went out two, three weeks later. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much here, man. But Danny, dude, this is great. I think somebody listening to this uh, probably got some value. You're the man as always. One of our biggest drip jobs fans. Uh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Anytime, man. I, I, I mean, uh, 